Welcome to the Rock Church and World Outreach Center. We pray that this message will strengthen and encourage you. Now here's a message from Pastor Jessica Roth. Amen and amen. Well, God is good and, and he has been good to us this Christmas season. How many of you were here this morning and got just kind of got to see what, it wasn't that beautiful, Pastor Dan, you did an amazing word. If you're online and you missed it, you need to go back and watch it. What a fresh great word from God. And I believe that God has a word from us, for us, and to us, and in us, and through us tonight. That I, I know that like it's another Christmas message. And I really actually was like, I'm done. I'm even asked my staff. We were at staff meeting. I'm like, can I not preach a Christmas message? Because I got like 10 million other messages. And as I began to study, the Lord was like, oh no, you're not getting away with this. <laughs> I have something for you. And the message is called Carrying Purpose. And you, here's a woman, her name is Mary. Mary was a young woman, and she was somebody that was led in on the greatest adventure story ever to be told. She was not somebody that you would recognize, probably somebody you'd walk by on the street and not think twice about. But yet God saw her. God noticed her, and God wanted to use her. And God let Mary in on his greatest secret, God let Mary in on his most intimate thoughts. God took Mary in on the greatest adventure anyone could ever have. I'd like to think that Mary thought that, but I don't know at first if Mary really did think that when this first happened. And sometimes when God tells you something, you can kind of relate with Mary, right? Have you ever had God tell you something? You're like, that wasn't God. Nope, that was not God. I think that was the devil but you know it's God because there's just something that you can't let go of inside. And you're going, if I, if I don't do this, I'll be someone who goes against God, and I can't be that person. And so let's talk about Mary. Here she was, deity himself. God himself had to come down and wrap himself in humanity. I love when my mom has taught us that over all these years, that he himself wraps himself in humanity, in sin, in flesh, in pain, in emotion, in feeling. Why? For you. Because he loved you. Because he knew that he loved you so much he wanted to know what it was like to be in your shoes, to feel what you feel, to hear what you hear, to see what you see, and experience life on our, on our level. So he lowered himself so that he could still be an incredible God, friend, and companion to us for eternity. Isn't that a big deal? I don't know one person that's done that for me. I don't know about you. Anybody else? I love Dan with all my heart, and I know Dan would die for me, and I'd die for Dan. But really, we say that. And then in the chaos of the moment, would you? I don't know. But God said, oh, yeah, I will. In fact, I'm going to lay my life down, and I'm going to lay myself into humanity. I'm going to come, and I'm going to be, I'm going to wrap myself in it, and I'm going to actually bring you in on this. Now, listen, I'm a woman, as you can tell. There, there's nothing else there. I am a girl, all girl, and I love the girls. I love women because I believe God speaks to us. He moves through us. He gives us the things before anybody else knows it. I knew I was pregnant before Dan knew I was pregnant. I felt the little bubbles going on inside. I just knew stuff was going on. You see, Mary was let in on something before anyone else was. And what Eve ruined, Mary got to redeem. 
what Eve messed up for humanity, God did a full circle and brought woman back into the picture to redeem it all back. How beautiful is that? What a beautiful picture that God loves us so much that he's got to include us in the story. You see, you might be in here going, I'm a man. I don't really relate with that, Pastor Jess. Like, I'm the man. Well, listen, Joseph was lit in on the same story. (laughs) And Joseph's life got wrecked as fast and as much as hers did. And I'm telling you right now, this was a couple that said yes to God. This was a couple that said no to the world and yes to the assignment. This was a couple that said, no matter what, we will follow through. And I don't know about you tonight, but I want to be somebody here on this earth now that carries purpose, that says yes to God and no to hell, yes to what God wants and what God loves and no to what the world is spewing at me and telling me needs to be right and wrong and wrong is right. You see, we carry purpose just as Mary and Joseph carry purpose. Let's go with me to Luke 1, 26 through 33. And in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy... God sent an angel, Gabriel, to Nazareth, to a village in Galilee. A virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her, greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Now let me just stop right there. I've not once had anyone come up to me and talk to me that way when they say hi to me. So this had to be probably, number one, a shocking moment for Mary. A pause moment, a suddenly moment in Mary's life. And I don't know about you, but what can God do in a subtly moment in your life? You see, God works in the moment. God takes every second into account. And he approached this woman, and he didn't first drop it on her like it was hot. No, he first loved her and told her how wonderful she was. That's the kind of man you need in your life, girls. And so here it was. The, the angel comes to you and says, highly favored woman, the Lord is with you. What a comforting moment. I'd be like, wow, this is awesome. Something amazing is about to happen. Then he says, and then it says, confused and disturbed. Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name his name Jesus. He will be very great, and, you will call, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever, and his kingdom will never end. Whoa, what a stop moment. What a suddenly thing to happen in her life. Mary just doing her thing, being who she's being, and all of a sudden, her whole world changes. And in that moment, Mary could have said, no, I'm good, thank you. I I don't want this assignment. But Mary knew she had to answer the call. Mary knew that she saw she was seen by heaven in a way that probably she did not see herself. And in this room tonight, this is going to be a message of encouragement for you. Some of you are sitting in here tonight, and you do not see yourself as highly favored and loved. And I'm here to tell you tonight that there is nothing that you cannot do to keep God away from you. He's after you. He loves you. He sees you. He's highly in love and passionate about who you are, just as he was for Mary. 
that's big. That's really, really big. Because the lack of love in this world can deplete us, but God's love can only explode upon us. And that's what Mary was experiencing. So tonight, I believe that God wants to speak some things to us through Mary, to us in Mary, and through Mary. Mary was now a part of this biggest mission that the world will ever see, the biggest mission. I don't know about you, but this is the biggest rescue mission that we will ever hear about. Because we all need to be saved. We all are a hot mess. All of us are a mess. You can say, oh, well, Pastor Jess, you and Deanne seem so, oh, yeah, well, listen, do you want to hear my testimony? Because it's a mess. And I don't stand here today without a God and a Savior who came running after me and pulled me right out of hell. You see, God loves all of us. And there's nothing too much that he won't come and rescue for. This is the biggest rescue mission of all humanity, of all eternity. She was the one that had to take it on. If Mary would have said no that day, God would have found someone else. Because he was on mission and he was going to get it done. But Mary took it on, and she said, oh, I've got this. I'm going to accept this challenge. I'm going to take on my mission, and I'm going after what God needs me to go after. I don't know if Mary knew all the costs and everything that was going to come with it. So many times we say yes to God, and later on we're going, whoa, what happened? What happened? And then God says, oh, just hold on. I'm not done yet. I'm still working. He's doing a new thing in you tonight. He's doing a new thing in you tonight. That's a word for someone. There's a new thing happening inside of you. She was sought out. She was chosen. She was sought out and chosen. Her story is a beautiful picture of how God sees us. You are blessed and you are sought out. You are chosen and you are loved. So tonight, what can we learn from Mary's life that we can do in our lives, that we can run after the things of God and take on our missions and do them well? Before I get there, I wanted to tell you this one verse. Mary was carrying purpose. She was pregnant with God. I mean, that's quite a thought, right? Like, I've, I've been a mom. I've been pregnant five times. Three of them are here on earth. And when that child is in your stomach, it's human. It, you can feel it moving, and you can feel all the things going on. You, you know when you go to the ultrasound, you hear the heartbeat. And yet Mary was feeling God move on the inside. Could you imagine? Like every time I would feel that, I would be thinking, this is God, and I'm carrying God. Like what kind of weight was that to carry? She understood that she was carrying purpose, that she was carrying capacity, that she was carrying deity, that she was carrying the redeemer of the world, that she was carrying something far greater than what she actually could handle. But God's grace was upon her to carry the purpose and the burden and the weight of what heaven asked her to. God is calling us, church. This is not just my job as a minister. My job is to fill you up with the word so you go out into the highways, into the byways, and you preach the gospel and the good news to all men who hear. You see, it is your job to say yes to Jesus. It is your job to understand that you are carrying purpose, that you are carrying the redeemer of the world inside of you. And his name is Jesus as well. See, Mary is beautiful because she showed us the way. She showed us that it can be done. 
She showed us what the cost was. When it talks about her and who she was carrying, I want you to go with me to 1 Chronicles 29, 11, And it talks about what and who God is. Oh, Lord, you are great, mighty, and majestic, magnificent, and glorious, sovereign over all the sky and the earth. This is the Lord she was carrying. You are the Lord. You have dominion and exalt yourself as a ruler of all. You are the source of wealth and honor. You rule over all. You possess strength, might, and magnify and give strength to all. That's what Mary was carrying. Talk about pressure. Talk about, I got to protect this. I got to take care of this. That means my, my life has got to change. I've got to take this assignment on because I'm equipped to take this assignment on. And I'm here tonight to tell you that God wants to assign you a purpose tonight. That God has called you and equipped you for such a time as this as Mary took on her God assignment back in that day. And that she took it on so that we this day can live and sit and dwell in the goodness and the love of Jesus because of what Mary did for us. You see, here I am to say, you are carrying purpose tonight. You are carrying capacity. You are carrying strength. You are carrying God, the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. And so if this is what we are called to do, then we can learn a lot from Mary on how to do it well. But the first thing we have to do and learn from Mary is number one, you ready for it? We have to acknowledge, acknowledge what we are carrying every day. Sometimes we forget. Sometimes we get caught up in the busyness of life and we walk away from what it is that we know that God has called us to. Sometimes we get caught up in the drama or the gossip. We get caught up in the foolish news that wants to steal our joy, that wants to put hell in our hearts instead of us protecting our hearts and keeping heaven right there in front of it. You see, church, we have to acknowledge that when you said yes to Jesus, That the Holy Spirit came and lives and dwells within you. And in the same way that Mary carried God, you carry God on earth. And his name is the Holy Spirit. And he is living and dwelling within you. You are temple of the Holy Spirit. Everywhere you go, you carry him. Everywhere you go, you possess what it is he carries. And everywhere you go, you have power working through you to do what his will demands of you. I'm here to tell you tonight, it's time for the church to realize and acknowledge that we are carrying God every day. Every day. Let's not forget the mission. Don't forget your purpose. Satan wants to get you off your purpose. I'm here to tell you tonight, you have a purpose. You are called and you're on a mission. Luke 1.46, in the message, Mary completely understood who she was when she took on this assignment. She had a beautiful song that she sang to the Lord, and I want to read it to you out of the message because I believe it says it so well. And Mary said, I am bursting with good news. I am dancing the song of my Savior God. God took one good look at me, and look what happened. I'm the most fortunate woman on earth. What God has done for me will never be forgotten. The God whose very name is holy, set apart from all others. His mercy flows. His arm and showed his strength scattered the bluffing braggarts. 
He knocked the tyrants off of their high horses, pulled victims out of the mud. The starving poor sat down to a banquet. The calloused rich were left out in the cold. He embraced his chosen children of Israel. He remembered and piled on the mercies and piled them high. It's exactly what he promised beginning with Abraham right up until now. You see, God fulfilled I think it's like 800 and something prophecies in the moment that Jesus was born were fulfilled. That tells me there's no other God except the name of Jesus. There's no other God above the name of Jesus. And Jesus saw Mary and anointed her to carry out the greatest rescue mission. The same God that was born that day in that manger and lived on this earth performed a miracle, signs, and wonders, and died on that cross is the same God that's living on the inside of you and wants you to understand that you are called and to acknowledge what is happening and what you're carrying tonight. Tonight is a night to remember who we are and who he is in us. What would change about our everyday if we lived in the acknowledgement of who we carry? What would our speech be like? What would our thoughts be like? How would we pray differently? Would we say yes to crazy stuff that normally we would never even entertain because we just knew we were so spirit-led? You see, I'm going to pose some questions to you tonight because I want you to think of your life in the pattern of God from heaven living on the inside of you and wanting to use you. And when you acknowledge that he's living in you, nothing can stop you from what it is he has for us. That means the same power, guys, that is working in Mary, the same power that worked in Jesus when he was on this earth. It says in Ephesians that he, that he was, went to hell, took the keys of sin and death, and went and sat at the right hand of the Father. Ephesians 3. He says that he's given all power and authority to his church. Who is his church? Say, I am. You are. That means that as he walks on this earth, we walk on this earth. What are are you saying? You're saying we're God? No, I'm saying that we have God living on the inside of us. That means that we have all authority over the foolish and the the things of this world that want to consume us and act like it's a lot bigger than we are. But I'm here to tell you, you're a whole lot bigger than what the devil's got going on. And he knows it. So as soon as you start acknowledging it, he will start running with his tail between his legs. It's time for the church to grow up and to realize what we carry. There's an anointing on you. When you lay hands on the sick, they will recover. When you tell that mountain to move, it'll move. When you believe for the impossible, what can God do? Begin to put your faith out there again. You stopped believing God. Why? Because he didn't answer you the way you thought it should be. He didn't do it in your timeline. I'm telling you right now, quit making God this big in your life. Get out of the way and let him be God over your life. It's time for him to be back on your throne. Back on the throne of your heart. Back on the throne of your life. Back back to the first love of your life. You need to acknowledge who he is because he wants to use you. Because you are more than enough. Because he is greater in you than he that is in the world. Number two, Mary surrounded herself with the right people. What does that mean? 
As soon as Mary found out what was going on, she went to visit Elizabeth. Elizabeth was in her own miracle right now. Elizabeth was pregnant with John. Her husband, Zacharias, actually lost his voice because he questioned it. And the Lord said, I'm going to make you mute until, until you realize what's going on. So here was Elizabeth and Zacharias in their own miracle, in their own amazing experience going on. And Mary knew what was going on with them. And so when this happened to Mary, what was the first thing she did? She needed her girlfriend. The girls need each other. Some you men are like, what? Seriously, listen, just own it now, and you'll be much better in marriage. Like, your girls, your wives need girlfriends, sisters, mamas, aunties, right? Can I get an amen, girls? We need each other. And God knew that. God knew that they would need each other, that she would need to be built up, because this is going to be a big call to carry out. And you can't do it alone. God never called you to serve him on your mission alone. You go, well, I, I feel very alone right now. But sometimes God has to remove some things to put some new things in. Sometimes God is saying to us, listen, I'm going to surround you with those that are on the same mission as you're on so that you can move forward and do something incredible here on this earth for me. And sometimes that does not look like we want. I'm sure Mary was an outcast now. Here's this girl, a virgin, pregnant, young, not married. That's shameful. Nowadays, that's just normal. But back in the day, that was shameful. That was unholy. It was ungodly. And I will say this. It's still ungodly. God wants us to be married before we have sex. I know that's not popular and it's not. But we'll, that's a whole nother message. Come see us for spiritual guidance if you want to understand what that means. But God has order, and he has a way of doing things that are holy and just and that have an anointing. And when we do things God's way, not our way, God's way, blessing begins to happen. And so she had to go connect with her girl. She had to go connect with someone of like faith that was going to build her up. And this is what happened. Now Mary arose in those days, and she went to the hill of the country with haste into the city of Judah. And she entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. And as it had happened, when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, that the babe leapt in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Isn't that awesome? Then she didn't even tell Elizabeth what was going on yet. They did not have text messaging, guys. They did not have Facebook. They did not have Instagram. So she was about to tell her, and Elizabeth already knew what was going on. Leave it to the Holy Spirit to drop it like it's hot. One for, verse 142, and then he spoke out loud with a voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Verse 43, By, why, but why is this granted to me? The mother of my Lord should come to me. Elizabeth right there understood that deity was being carried by Mary. Instantly she had a word of knowledge. She had a word of revelation going on. And she said, this is, God. you're caring. why would you come to me? For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe leapt in my womb for joy. Blessed is he who believes, for there will be fulfillment of those things which were told to her from the Lord. Prophecy again being fulfilled. 
It's just like God to show off all at once, right? Like, let me just poo, bam, poo, bam, poo, bam. I don't know about you, but I want to connect with some awesome, amazing people. When I am in a place where I know God is stirring something in my heart, I have a company of people I can call on. I have a company of people I can say, hey, listen, this is what I'm reading in the Word, and and this is what God is, I feel like God is saying to me. Or I can go into people's offices around here and, and sit down on their couches and be like, I don't know if I'm doing this right. And then we can talk it out, and we build each other up in the most holy faith. We can get into groups, and we can pray, and we can believe for the impossible, when we don't have clarity, we can agree together for clarity. You see, God is calling us to be together. God is calling us to not do life alone. God is saying that the supernatural begins to happen when two or more are gathered. And Mary knew she had to get with someone of like faith so that her faith could be built up, so she could be strong, and so she could have an anchor in what was going to come. Sometimes life doesn't always give us what we want. I myself have experienced this many times. I don't understand it all the time. And your heart breaks because relationship is so important. Sometimes you don't get to have the ones you love in your life in that moment. But I'll tell you this, if you trust God and you believe that God is doing something on the other side of that brokenness, God is going to heal you, and he's going to use you, and he's going to bring new people into your world that are going to build you up and take you to new places you could never go with the other people in your life. You see, God is asking us to take new boundaries. He's taking us to new places. Here was Mary, Nazareth. She's a Nazarene. And then God says, I need you to go to Bethlehem. Then they have to escape Egypt. This girl was not staying in the hood. God was going to move her around. God was going to shake up her life. God was moving her to new things and new places. And she could not stay comfortable. Sometimes God wants us to surround ourselves with people that will go to new places with us. God wants to give us new capacity to stretch further and farther than what we've been comfortable in. And so when we are comfortable, church, get ready because God's about to take your comfortable out of comfortable. And he's about to shake you up. And he's going to introduce you to some new people. And they're going to ask you to do some scary things. But maybe they're God-sent things. And maybe it's a pastor that's going to come up to you. And in a group, they're going to say, will you lead a group for us? And you're going, I don't want to talk in front of anybody. I don't want to lead a group. But what if it's the Lord saying, I have filled you up so much. You have so much to pour out. I need you to begin to open your mouth and preach my gospel. What if it is that you're in a group and you're on a Zoom group right now and you're going, okay, at the end they say, okay, who wants to pray? And you're like, never will I pray in front of anyone. And God is, and the group leader says, well, why don't you pray for us today? Why don't you pray us out? And you feel like your throat is going to fall out of your feet. And I'm here to tell you, you can do it because you have a company of people around you that are cheering you on. They're not judging you to death, but they're loving you to life. You can be safe in their presence. And God is surrounding you just as he surrounded Mary with people that were safe to believe for the impossible. People you could be yourself around. Mary could be herself around Elizabeth. Mary could could probably cry and say, I don't understand. And Elizabeth says, I get it, girlfriend, but we got this. We can do this together. You see, Mary trusted Joseph. She trusted him. I think about their marriage. Whoa, what a marriage. That's one way to start it out. 
right? I don't know about you, but I always tell Dan, this trips me out. Joseph had to deliver Jesus, and they had not consummated their marriage yet. What a good man. I mean, the story is extremely not normal. But I know a God who is not normal at all. And when we put our normal label on what God does, God likes to kick us out and say, I'm not normal. I'm supernatural. I don't have a box that I live in. I live beyond my borders. And if you want to come with me, I'm going to surround you with people that live beyond their borders. And I ask you to do the impossible because you're carrying me on the inside of you. And there's a great gospel that's got to get out. And the church needs to stand up and be the church. And it is time for us to arise, church. It is our moment. We have been training for this. God is calling us. And it is not time for us to be lazy, idle Christians. It is time for us to stand up and say, all right, I'm going to be with a company of believers. I'm going to be all that God has called me to be, and I'm going to represent Jesus Christ who is living on the inside of me. That's what Mary has taught us in this. Sorry, I get excited. I know I scream. Just bear with me. The third one, be obedient to God. Mary was so obedient. She was so obedient. I don't know if I'm disobedient. I mean, me and God, you should hear our conversations. He's so gracious to me because I'm feisty. And I like to question, well why, well, why would you do, why? And then he has to tell me a thousand times over again, would you just do what I say? Like, I'm not kidding. I hear him do that to me. Would you just do what I say? Yes, yes, yes. I mean, I'm Italian, so we have like an Italian relationship, okay? So, but God speaks to us how we are. And I believe that the obedience of Mary is something that I can look at and go, I can do this. As she did it, I can do it. I can obey what God asked me to do. I, I can say yes and step into what God has called of me to do. Matthew 12, I'm sorry, Matthew 2, 13, let's go there. Now, when... They had departed. Behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. This is after Jesus was born, and they were hiding out. Herod wanted to kill all the male babies because he knew that God had been born. And Joseph was hearing the voice of God. Okay, so Matthew 2.13, we're picking the story up there. Now when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Isn't this good that God is leading them and guiding them? I mean, thank you, Jesus. He will lead you and guide you as well. Saying, arise, take this young child and his mother, flee to Egypt and say, stay there where I will bring word for Herod will seek this young child to destroy him. And when they arose, he took this young child and his mother by night and departed out of Egypt. So in the middle of the night, they, they got everything they had and they took off. Pretty amazing. Verse 15. And was there until death, until the, and they were there until the death of Herod that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, out of Egypt I called my son. You see, another prophecy fulfilled. Here's God rescuing them, showing them what to do. But what if Joseph would have said, ah, that is a crazy dream. I'm going to roll over and go back to sleep. 
No, he had to be obedient. He had to be awake. He had to be aware of what God was telling them to do. Church, be awake, aware. I believe we are in the end times. I believe God is showing us signs. I believe God is taking us to new places. God is setting us up. God is showing us what's going on. It's time for us to be awake and aware. When the Holy Spirit says to get up in the middle of the night, get up in the middle of the night. When he says, I want to talk to you, you get up and you begin to write what he's writing to you. You do what it is that he said to do because in your obedience, will be power released. In your obedience will be blessing upon your lives. In your obedience will be expanded borders and humongous dreams that you could never dream on your own because it will be a supernatural God dream. And what you thought was dead, God is going to rebirth and bring back to life. And I'm here to tell you tonight that God in your obedience will release his power and blessing over your life. Mary and Joseph were obedient to the voice and to the will of God we got to be obedient to the will of God. In the Old Testament, the word obedience is broken down to the word to hear. In the New Testament, it is to listen to a state of submission or to trust. That means Old Testament, hear. New Testament, trust. That means when I walk in obedience with God, I hear what God is saying to me, and I trust him, and I do what his will demands of me. I do what the word requires of me. That's obedience. God is asking you to hear him and to trust him in this. Mary had to follow God in every single step. You're going to have to do the same. She had to leave her home. Some of you, God is going to ask you to leave your comfort zones. You go, no, 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 that's not a word. That's not a word for me. Maybe it is. Maybe God's been stirring you. You're going to have to run from the evil king. You're going to have to turn from evil, guys. You're going to need to go home tonight and throw out the porn. You're going to need to go dump every bottle of alcohol that has consumed your mind and put you in a stupor where you rely on that more than you rely on God. You're going to ask God to intervene in any addiction that overtakes you and does not allow you to obey his word. You see, it is time to get holy. It is time for us to repent. It is time for us to step into the awesomeness and the holiness of who God is. And Mary understood that she carried Jesus within her. And she understood that it was going to require obedience, which when we do what God says and we obey, it requires change. <sighs> change isn't fun, is it? We've had a lot of change this year, way too much in my opinion. But I'm here to tell you, this had to happen for God to come back. And it's just beginning, church. It's just beginning. So we got to get our big girl panties and our big boy panties up. We got to put on our boxing gloves and we got to get ready. We got to get ready for the stance because devil's coming, but we're tough. And we're in obedience to what God says. And we're going to stand firm in these hard times. And we're going to break the power of the enemy. And we are going to show him that greater is he living on the inside of us than he that lives in the world. And our obedience will speak volumes to those around us. Your obedience is going to be a language that no one will quite be able to understand but want all of. Because out of your obedience comes blessing. Out of your obedience becomes purpose and favor. When my kids obey me, guess what happens? They get what they want. When my kids do what it is I ask of them, guess what happens? They get their Christmas wish list. I love this season because I'm like, well, if you want to be my favorite, you could go ahead and do all the dishes tonight. If you want, you know, if you want that gift, you can go ahead. Okay, I use it for me. But you know what? What if God is like, good, you want, you want blessing? Well, this is what I need you to do. 
And I'll give you all that. That's like nothing to me. That's like chop liver. What heaven can give us, earth can't even touch. Guys, let's not run after the things of this world, which is fading and fleeting. Let's run after the supernatural and the eternal. This is about kingdom, guys. Your life is not your own. You go, what? No, you were bought with a price. He laid his life down on that cross 33 years later. And he said, it is finished for you. Now we get to obey what it is his word is asking of us. You say, I don't know where where to start. How do I start my obedience? Sometimes God calls us to lonely places. You go, wait, this is not a fun message, Pastor Jess. I'm not encouraged by this. But sometimes God calls us to loneliness. Can I give you a reason why? Because he wants to be your all. So he strips us of everything so he could be our everything. He strips us of anything that could be a distraction so he could be our all in all. And when we get our priority set straight that he is all and everything is all in him, then God begins to do a new work in you. And the loneliness goes away, and the obedience releases pleasure and, and blessing and purpose and capacity like we've been talking about. Mary had to be obedient with this message, with this mission of being the mother of Jesus here on this earth. Wow. How many of us, would, would, how many things in our lives would change if it weren't for her? If Mary would have said no, if she wouldn't have been obedient that day, How many things now would be different for us? See, Mary said yes and was obedient. Now we can say yes and be obedient. And the generation after us is watching us. Listen, there's generations following you right now. There's generations on on stick. There's so many lives, little lives listening and watching. How are they going to handle this? What are they going to do about this situation? How are they going to love mom when she acts crazy? How are they going to love auntie and grandma when they don't do what mom likes? How are they going to, you know, stay connected to the church when they're being told, don't do church, don't go to church, don't do, what is my family going to do? See, we're training our children right now the importance of what is important to God. When we tell them that church is not important, guess what happens? They grow up and think church is not important. And then you go, I don't know what happened. Well, you kind of played patty cake with feeding your soul. And now you expect your children to just pick up on the little things. No, no, guys. We've got to be sold out for what God wants. Sports cannot take the place of God. I think we learned that this year. It's all gone. School cannot even take the place of God. I'm telling you right now. You put God first, everything else falls into place. When you put other things in God's place, everything falls apart. Mary didn't. Mary understood her position. She understood her obedience. She understood the cost, and she understood the importance of it. Matthew 2, 13 through 15, it says, Now when they departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Arise. I think I already read that. And when they obeyed, This was amazing to me. Here was Joseph. But Mary could trust Joseph in his obedience because of all they had been through in the past. Right? So now when you learn and make an attitude of obeying God and hearing his voice, guess what happens? When he begins to tell you something the next time, you're good. You're like, oh, I know that was God. I'm going to just do what he said. 
Instead of questioning it, arguing with God, wondering if this is God, you don't have to go through that anymore. So here was Joseph. After everything that had happened to them, he woke Mary up and he took them out of there. You know what? Mary probably was like, all right, let's go. She could trust. She could trust. She could trust the voice of God. She could trust Joseph's judgment. She could trust and she could follow and obey. Tonight, God is asking you to trust him. Tonight, God is asking you to hear his voice and to start afresh because you have him, the Holy Spirit, living on the inside of you, and he wants you to run after him. I want you to ask yourself this question. What is my God assignment? What is my God assignment? Not what was your God assignment? No. Right now, what is your God assignment? If you don't know that question, I want to challenge you this week to go home and get in the face of God. Open up a journal and begin asking the Lord to reveal to you what it is that he would like to use your gifts and your talents for in the kingdom of God. Because he is living on the inside of you and we cannot sit dormant any longer. The church has to be active. The church has to get going. The church has to be his hands and feet. The Great Commission is what is our job, Matthew 28. 19 through 20. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the age. That's your job. Go tell someone about Jesus, you full-time ministers, you. Go out there this week, and every cashier, they have somebody standing now on the other side of that little thing, and you're going to say, guess what? Jesus loves you. Would you like to come to church? How about this? You just pray and ask the Holy Spirit when you're out and about, give me a God assignment today. I have a friend who does this all the time, and he had just actually wrote to my husband and said, the other day I was just walking in the park, and I asked the Lord, what could I do? Send me somebody. And there was somebody sitting on the bench, and he saw him all by himself, and he approached the man, and he asked if he could pray for them, and they had this God encounter. You see, I think it's time for the church to have more God encounters, to get outside of ourselves, and to put ourselves out there for someone else. God is asking us to get out of our comfort zone. So can we do that tonight, church? As Mary got out of her comfort zone and she brought the the God himself into this earth, we carry the Holy Spirit with us daily. What can we learn from Mary? To acknowledge what we carry every single day, the Holy Spirit. And to surround ourselves with company of good people, godly believers that will build you up and not tear you down. This is what God is asking of us. And third, be obedient to the voice of our Father when he speaks. Can I just pronounce a blessing over you? Lord, we just pray, God, that you would give us grace to carry out our mission now. In this day, in this time, in 2020, in the season that we are in, Lord, we are your church. We are your body. And Lord, We ask that you would give us a mission and our purpose, Lord, that you would anoint us for it, that you would give us the words to speak, Lord, that you give us the courage that we need to approach people and tell them the good news of the gospel of Jesus. Lord, I ask for a blessing upon these people. Lord, I pray for favor to go before them as you did Mary. And Lord, we ask for favor to go before us as we step out of these doors this week and become full-time ministers in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to the Rock Church and World Outreach Center. If this message spoke to you, please share it with us. We'd love to hear from you. You can find more information at www.rockchurch.com.